What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, fight fans. It's the Rattle Gym Broadcasting Network. Combat Sports Watch Along. Tonight, we are watching Game Changer Wrestling Bloodsport 2. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And joining me tonight, God damn it, this was his idea. It's Mr. Toxic Masculinity, toxic masculinity to you, totally 80s Pat Mullen. How you doing, sir? I am great. I can't wait for this, Mark. We've been waiting for this for uh, about five months and change for a sequel to a show I turned you on to called Bloodsport that happened WrestleMania week in the past two years. And uh, you, you kind of got into it when I told you about it. I love this idea. I, I've been telling all the gals who don't care at work about it. I've been ki- telling all the children who don't care about it. <laughs> I've been telling the wife who doesn't care about it. Anyone that's willing to listen to me for uh, you know, any amount of minutes, I have been telling about Bloodsport. It's the greatest. It's my favorite wrestling right now. You can have your WWE. You can have your NXT. You can definitely have your AEW. I can't live without my blood sport. You know what I mean, Pat? I absolutely know what you mean. So, um, we saw a pre-show. There were two fights. We had Rory Gulak versus Matt Mikowski, and we had Sumi Sakai versus Lindsay Snow. Matt Mikowski beat Rory Gulak uh, with a kick to the head via KO, and Sumi Sakai had a fun, in quotes, little jujitsu rolling match with uh, Lindsay Snow, in which she won by armbar. Yeah, that's stunk. Don't let broads on the show. <laughs> uh, coming up tonight, allegedly, uh, if it hasn't happened as a, as a dark, dark match, we had J.R. Kratos versus Eric Hammer, and on the show proper, we have, speaking of broads, Allison K versus Nicole Savoy, Killer Cross versus former Combat Zone wrestling alumnus and great and current personal target of Jim Cornette, Nick Gage, Anthony Corelli versus Simon Grimm, Anthony Henry versus Zachary Wentz, Davy Boy Smith Jr., son of the late great British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Ikuhisha Minua versus Timothy Thatcher. And in your main event, because John Moxley done got the MRSA, we have Josh Barnett versus Chris Dickinson, which I know was a step up for you, Pat. Uh, huge step up. Chris Dickinson, the best independent worker out there. 
Uh, went to high school with one of my best friends back in the island of Staten. Uh, we lost you, Pat. Okay, Pat, as you were saying, uh, real quick. We had a little bit of technical difficulties there. We lost you for a moment. You were talking about Chris Dickinson. But as we were talking, we've got a bunch of fighters filling up the ring here. Uh, I've got my sound off, so what's going on here? Because normally these are pretty straightforward one-on-one fights. Oh, okay. They're, they're just showing you who's fighting on the card. Yeah, it just seems like they're introducing everybody participating to the audience, which so far we see uh, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Corelli, a.k.a. Santino Morello, Simon Grim Gotch. Nicole Savoy, Allison Kay, Eric Hammer, and J.R. Kratos. All right, you were talking about Chris Dickinson. Yeah, just the best independent worker out there. Has been for a long time. Really excited that he's in the main event spot tonight with Josh Barnett. Uh, definitely has earned it. Past two blood sports, had a great match with Andy Williams. Had a great match with Dan Severn at the original. Um, he, he, he's earned this. He deserves it. I can't wait to see him shine. Let's go through the card here as they're currently, uh, as we said, introducing everybody. Um, real quick, we, are, we, we know what you thought of Sumi, uh, Sumi Sakai versus Lindsay Snow. You thought it was hot garbage. Um, what did you think of the Matt Mikowski-Rory Gulak battle? And who is Rory Girl- Gulak to the people who might uh, know of his, I guess, older brother? The elder yeah. Gulak? Yeah, Rory Gulak is Gulak the Younger. He's, the, he's Drew's brother. Uh, another one of the catch point guys. Uh, just and had a what I thought was a really good opener with Mikowski, who's well known in the Philadelphia area. So this show taking place in Atlantic City makes sense; he would be there. Um, okay, moving on, we have Allison K versus Nicole Savoy. What can you tell us about that matchup, other than they're girls? Uh, I don't know Nicole Savoy, but Allison K worked for a long time in TNA as Sienna. Um, was for a short time their top female heel. I don't know much about her other than that. Don't know if she has any real combat background. This is the first time they've had females on the card. Um, I know you're not wazooey about that sort of thing, but you know, do you have any expectations for the women's battle? You know, do you, are you just kind of hoping not it good doesn't ones. shit the bed? No, you no hope, huh? No faith. No. All right. Um. Killer Cross versus Nick Gage. Now, Nick Gage, for those of you listening, uh, may or may not sound familiar. He's uh, He was for a long time the Combat Zone Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. He kind of made that promotion. He, for a while now, has been showing up on a variety of Game Changer Wrestling cards. My first yeah, he's one of those Outlaw Mud Show. <laughs> uh, yes, Outlaw Mud Show Wrestlers, according to Jim Cornette. Uh, most recently, he gained infamy on Twitter by being in a, ma- in a ladder match where he, if I remember, if, now help me out with this. He got he was holding light tubes on a ladder. He got knocked off the ladder, cut himself up with the light tubes, and then started a GoFundMe for the medical uh, <laughs> for the medical procedures to sew himself back up again, according I, to Jim Cornette. I have no awareness of it other than he's some dumb outlaw mud show hack. Okay, so you're so then who is Killer Cross? Killer Cross has been in TNA for quite a while. He's a Canadian wrestler, uh, does have legitimate combat background, uh, was misused during his time in TNA to put it lightly and not go over the top. Uh, really great talent, had a great fight with Davy Boy Smith Jr. back in April. 
uh, they're definitely uh, one of the guys I'm excited to watch on this show. Okay. Uh, Anthony Corelli versus Simon Grimm. What can you tell us about these fellas? Well, you got Santino Morello versus a vaudevillain. Oh, that's and... right. Simon Grimm is formerly Simon Gotch of the vaudevillains. Um, he used to work in NXT, and for a brief moment in time, he was on the main roster. And yes, Anthony Corelli is the former uh, Santino Morella, who was last seen hitting people with a snake sock. And also yes. feuding with Jim Cornette, from what I remember. Uh, yes, a, a never-ending feud with uh, Mr. <laughs> Corelli and Mr. Cornette there over uh, how to get somebody over and slapping and accosting somebody at uh, an autograph signing. Yeah, all good stuff. <laughs> all right, Anthony Henry versus Zachary Wentz. Who? <laughs> okay, neither one of these guys are particularly familiar to you? No, but that doesn't mean it can't be good. So Anthony Henry um, was signed to WWN. He performed for Evolve, Full Impact Pro. He was a one-time Evolve Tag Team Champion, and he's the current FIP uh, Heavyweight Champion. So there you go. And Zachary Wentz doesn't have a Wikipedia link. Moving on. Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus Filthy Tom Lawler. We know Filthy Tom Lawler, uh, formerly of the UFC, currently wrestling for Major League Wrestling, where he's one of the best attractions there. Davey Boy Smith Jr. had a brief run in the WWE as part of the new foundation with um, What's-Her-Face's husband. Oh, help me out yes, here. Yes, Nat Natty's husband, Tyson Kidd. That's right. And uh, even though he looks... He's spit an image of his father, and he has quite a look about him. He uh, he kind of burned out on the WWE. Do you remember what happened there? Uh, uh, he had, you know, he had a suspension for substance use, which happens. Uh, but he, I, he just never caught on with his style there, and uh, I don't think he was ready for that spot they put him into immediately. And then, of course, they creative had nothing for him, as so it goes. So he went to Japan, got himself over real good there uh, in a team with Lance Archer, and. Since coming back to the States in MLW, I think he's really gotten gotten it together. And I think he's been on the best run of his career lately. It'll be interesting to see him and Tom because that was talked about for a long time as the match people wanted to see in MLW for the MLW title when Lawler was champion. Do you think that'll, that's still a money match? Depending on, I mean, This goes well. This is entertaining. But this is also quasi-different format than what you'd see in a... MLW match. Do you think MLW still shoots for a Davy Boy Smith Tom Lawler match? Yeah, I, I I think they have to. Okay. Uh, as we continue our preview here, Zachary Wentz just entered the mat, <laughs> the ring. I guess, I guess you'd call it. There are no ropes, ladies and gentlemen, in blood sport. There are no ropes and there are no turnbuckles. That's the and fun. somehow that I know it doesn't make sense, but as we've established, it makes it seem like it hurts more. Yeah, absolutely. Makes it seem more brutal, that's for certain. And coming to the ring now is Anthony Henry, as we said before. So this Wikipedia page is way out of order. Um, so let's wrap it up here. Uh, hey, you, with the earphones on. Pipe down. It's my son playing on the iPad. Uh, Ikuhisa Minowa versus Timothy Thatcher. Tell me, Pat, what are all the good things about Minowa versus Thatcher? Minowa Man is an MMA legend from Pride, and it's going to be interesting to see 
how he translates to wrestling in the United States for the first time ever. Timothy Thatcher from Germany, catch you know, catches catch Ken stylist. Uh, amazing every time you see him. Can't wait for it. And in our main event, as we said, Dickinson versus Barnett. I know this was the main attraction for you. You can't wait for this. Going to be a fun brawl. Uh, Josh Barnett, when he took on uh, Minowa Suzuki in April, was fantastic and made me a huge fan of this blood sport promotion. It's it, this blood sport event, I should say. Uh, I can't wait for it. And I'd like to point out that Dickinson tonight was rocking a Wo Hop shirt representing the best Chinese food you'll ever have in the world. Fantastic. All right, we are set to go with our first match of the main card. Again, this is Wentz versus Anthony Henry. They match up fairly similar. Each guy weighs 170 pounds, height even. The only difference is there's 10 years. Oh, right off the bat, we see action happening with a flying knee from Wentz. Henry is 10 years went to senior at age 35, but he throws him with a German suplex, and these guys are ready to go. All right. They, uh, they both stand up, and they are trading kicks now. For those of you that don't know, what you're going to see in Bloodsport is a style that mimics MMA. These are, well, as they call them, Bloodsport. It is Bloodsport. They are work shoots, but that's the fun of it, folks. If this isn't your traditional WWE-style wrestling. These look mostly look like MMA fights. And we see now rolling for position as Henry looked like he was trying to take the back, but Wentz stood him up. Oh, picks him up and slams him down. And now Wentz is in Henry's full guard. Yeah, that was a nice little double-leg side takeover. Uh, you see that every so often in amateur wrestling bouts on the collegiate level when a guy gets a real good double-leg scoop. Now Wentz is on his back. Henry kicking him in the thigh. One of the fun things about this is that these guys actually move a lot faster in many cases than some of our uh, some of the traditional MMA fights. You know what I mean? Like these guys, they're almost going so rolling so fast, like it's hard to call it move to move. Whereas I notice in like real life MMA, they tend to be a bit more methodical. Yeah, and they just uh, almost avoided death there by <laughs> landing on post during a takedown instead of out of the ring. Yeah. So it looks like Lentz is looking for a leg lock here, Wentz. Yeah, he, he's been trying to roll for that knee bar. He might transition to a toe hold. Uh, Henry's just doing his best to try to not let it go, and we've kind of got double ankle bars here. Henry gives up the leg. Nearly rolls off the mat. They break and are stood up again. That was Henry that was actually going for the knee bar, not Wentz. Someone needs to tell these guys we're different color, totally different colored trunks and not confuse people. Um, well, Mark, the one guy's wearing shorts that say Wentz. Well, uh, that's true. And takedown into an arm triangle by Henry. He's trying to position himself. He's got it in the center. Now he doesn't have it tight. Wentz has been able to roll on their backs of their feet. Almost a surfboard type maneuver there as Wentz uh, kicks off Henry and then tries to lock in a rear naked choke. 
And the chin is down. It's not going to go, and he's got a leg out. He might want to use this to transition to mount, but Henry's able to roll out. We see another transition here as Henry jumps for a, uh, sorry, Wentz rather, jumps for a guillotine, and Henry suplexes him over. There are no pins in blood sport, ladies and gentlemen. And he, tra Henry transitions to an arm bar. Yeah, I, I, again, seeing that northern lights out of the guillotine, and that's the only, you're only going to see stuff like that on this show. Some of the best wrestling you're going to see on television, folks. Oh, kick to the back of the head from Zachary Wentz. He tries. And he got, he got, go ahead. He got that knee right into the midsection after. He's got to keep driving stuff like that in because it doesn't look like he's going to be able to submit Henry in these exchanges. So Wentz gave him a punch, knocked him back. Didn't knock him out, though, but uh, Henry kind of suckered him in. And, yep, he suckered him in for the head and arm triangle, flipped it over. Now he's he got a Kimura with it. Yep, he taps him out with the Kimura. Your winner by submission Anthony Henry. That was a fun little sprint of an opener. That was. There was no wasted effort there. Not a long, not you know, no, not a tremendous amount of time feeling each other out. Uh, no rest holds either. It was really a, it was it was a lot of work, 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 work until the end. Yeah. The, again, the thing that's going to separate this from your traditional MMA fight is there's not really, you know, wall install. There's not really laying prey. They're giving you something the entire time. This is cinematic MMA. Yes, very much so. so that's what I like about it. And we are ready to move on to our next bout. Be curious to see if they keep up this sort of pacing. Not a lot of wasted uh, camera time in Bloodsport. You're not going to get a lot of backstage skits and uh, backstage interviews and that sort of thing. It just goes match to match to match. You don't also get a lot of pre-match packages. It's kind of <laughs> either look them up on Wikipedia or just kind of passively watch. Those are your choices. And I like it. Yep. Very guerrilla style here, which is good. Something that and we I'm talk curious. Go ahead. I am curious to see if they're going to try to break things up with style matchups. Maybe give us something different that wouldn't see the pacing of that next. Maybe we go on to J.R. Kratos and Eric Hammer next. We'll see. They seem to be stalling for whatever the reasons are. But uh, that was the nice thing about the first uh, Josh. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fournette's blood sport that I watched back in April was you'd have uh, a rolling jujitsu style uh, fight. And then the next one, they'd just be punching and kicking each other all over the mat. Like They, they really tried to break up the, uh, the styles, the styles of the, each match. All right, here we see. Yep, there you call the Eric Hammer. And for those who don't know, Eric Eric Hammer is Josh Barnett's primary training partner. He will be fighting J.R. Kratos, who has the best jailhouse back ever. <laughs> okay, then. I'll be anxious to see what that looks like. Walking into Bloodsport last year with with uh, Jed, <laughs> the first guy we see is with his back to us in the ring. J.R. Kratos, and we're like, holy shit, how much time has this guy done? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, He's a full load. You might remember Eric Hammer from the video that Josh Barnett put out where instead of having a public training session, he turned it into a pro wrestling match and gave the Dusty Rhodes Hard Times promo after to the press. I do remember that. I, that was hilarious. Did you know Josh Barnett signed with Bellator? Uh, I did not, but it makes a lot of sense. Yep. I'm guessing he had he's cleaning up his other obligations, and we'll see him fight, if not later this year, then early next year. And maybe we'll get uh, Jake Hager on the next Bloodsport show. Oh, that would be fantastic. Here he comes, J.R. Kratos. This is a wide load of concrete. He's a big boy. He's not the big strong boy though, that's somebody else. No, he's just a, he's he's not a boy, he's a man. <laughs> yeah. That's some coat he's wearing. My goodness. Got that from the straight from the devil himself. Perhaps he can find a jacket that can actually button. <laughs> and, and he's he's not trucking with no uh paper mache being thrown, damn it. He says, cut off this. This is not a Japanese event. Knock that shit off. Yep, he's just there to hit somebody really hard in the face. What's amazing is Eric Hammer is actually taller than him. Like, this Kratos guy is freaking huge, and Hammer just towers over him. It's incredible. These are huge men. Yeah, Eric, Eric Hammer, not a small guy. But uh, again, when Kratos has the jacket off, you'll see the the jailhouse physique. This guy's done a lot of push-ups and pull-ups. <laughs> so we are watching this instead of Cowboy versus Gaethje, and uh, I think there's an, and there's another boxing event of some such variety on DAZN. But we are not watching boxing tonight. We are not watching MMA because we'd rather be watching Bloodsport. Amen to that. I want to see something entertaining. <laughs> oh, Pat, you're so down on both of those sports. Makes me sad. Yes, I am. 
Well, you're not kidding about the jailhouse physique. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This guy's been through some things. He's seen some stuff. Last year, he destroyed Simon Gotch in pretty uh, horrifying order with a flying elbow to the ground. <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine you're, uh, you're out during your yard time and you're on the bench and uh, he says, move, I got to get my sets in. And you just go, here you go. I'll, I'll use it later. I've got nothing but time. All right. Eric Hamer, 6'5", 275, Kratos, 6'1", 290. A large man. He's a thick dude. All right, we are underway here as they square off. Content to uh, strike in the beginning, but Hammer shoots for a single, gets it. Kratos turns in. Uh, Hammer reverses, gets to a, a side guard position. What do you think about uh, Kratos going for the head there? Normally, you don't reach back and try to grab for the head like that. Yeah, uh, Kratos is at a pretty significant grappling disadvantage when it comes to Eric Hamer. He would probably do better to mix it up, make it dirty, and turn it into more of a street fight. Um, he tried to turn Hamer, is I guess how we're pronouncing it, Hamer over. Hamer reversed it again. Yeah, Hamer's got him pretty much locked up right now. The Kratos has gotten back to his feet. We'll see what Hamer tries to do from this point. Uh, Kratos actually reverses and uh, picks him up and slams him down. He had a good block on the leg there. Yes. He's going to need to definitely use his power over this guy. Uh, Hamer content to dig in and try to get that single leg again. Uh, if, I, if I were Hamer, I'd want no part of anything involving separation from Kratos. Even if he's going to slam you, hold on to the ride if you can. Don't let separation happen. Don't let him strike you. Don't let him be able to throw you. So Hamer worked, worked, moved position, and finally got himself into an arm bar. But, uh, but he couldn't get Kratos onto his back and flatten him out. So now Kratos has turned into it, protecting that arm. Uh, Hamer put some pressure back on him, and now he's got him on his back. But Kratos keeps fighting for position, trying to protect that arm. They're starting to roll off the mat, so the ref breaks them up. And that's not good for Hamer because now Kratos has space to work with. He can try to punch him, kick him, or just throw him. We square off again. We'll see if Hamer shoots directly for that leg again or if he tries to mix it up. Yep, there it is. <laughs> right for the double. It's rather rinse, rather rinse repeat for that, and it's, he's not wrong. You would uh, think a guy who's longer or leaner would try to strike more, but Hamer's not a striker. Hamer's game is grappling. You don't you don't want to really sit there and mix it up with a guy that thick. You know, if you can, as you said, if you can get in there and eliminate the space between you and try to work a body part, that's a better plan. Because clearly, what Kratos is demonstrating is that this is, as you said before, grappling not his strong suit. Like he's able to sort of you know break up some of these attempts at, at a submission, but he's not necessarily doing a lot with his own positioning. And now No, it's very, it's very different doing this with a Simon Gotch who's 185 pounds versus Eric Hamer who's 100 pounds heavier. Uh, there he is, light on his feet. <laughs> Kratos does a bit of a cartwheel there and tries to get into a uh, uh, tries to get into a position where he can hold the head. Hamer just slips right out of it. A little Sakuraba-style guard passing. 
so I'm wondering how much uh, gas Kratos has in the tank in terms of oxygen. I'm wondering if part of the reason Hamer is able to move on him so easily is he's getting blown up, especially after a move like that cartwheel. You know, at, at 290, 6'1", you're carrying a lot of density with you. Sure. So, describe what we're looking at here, Pat. What exactly would you call that that Hamer's got locked in? Or attempting to lock in? Well, we saw him go for that knee bar. Now he transitioned away from that into almost more of a hyper extension. And Kratos finally just kicks him in the face to get out of it. Sometimes, sometimes the simplest thing is the most effective, and they are both standing again. Now Hamer's looking, breathing out of his mouth. He's looking a little tired. See if Kratos can take advantage of that. And we lock, we do a collar and elbow tie up here. Traditional wrestling. Kratos trips him. It's an interesting choice. Kratos belts him right in the sternum. Another kick. Uh, kick didn't seem to make a tremendous amount of. Uh, it did not seem to make a tremendous impact. A little light on the kick there. All right, both of these guys are standing up again. Let's see what we got here. They are going nose to nose. See, now, so far we've been calling this almost like traditional MMA. But what the fun thing about Bloodsport is, is because these are work shoots. This is you know, one at least in part pro wrestling, they get to do some dramatic acting here. We get to see the old trading blows here. This is this is traditional old school wrestling as you like it. They're trading chops, they're trading strikes. We have transi transitioned away from the traditional MMA style uh, bout into more of a professional wrestling contest. What do you think, Pat? Just what Kratos needed. Yep. That's what I love about this. It, it, you know, in all seriousness, I love the fact that they go seamlessly from one style to another. As they, you know, we, we talk so much about how professional wrestling is about telling stories. And so, I mean, this is no angle Benoit, but it, it, it's similar structure in terms of we're going to do some catch wrestling, you know, uh, in this case, jujitsu, and now we're gonna we're gonna turn to the next chapter here. We're gonna do something different. I love it. These are just two big bulls being let loose right now. So Hamer took Kratos down. He's got him in a waist, uh, just just above the waist. Uh, he's got him around the belly. Yeah, he hit a he hit a German on him. And it wasn't a huge snap. It's hard when you're a taller guy to get that smaller guy over for the German without the bridge. But he's going for it, and he's in the position. And Kratos doesn't look like he's got a lot left in the tank. Yep, Hamer uh, put Kratos on his back. Kratos is trying to get back to his knees again, get to a standing position. But he is moving very methodically. Oh! Kratos with a suplex on Hamer. Hamer is stunned. Kratos sees blood in the water. He jumps right back on him. Big the man's got to make it happen. The problem is, and I don't know if it's because you know what we're you know what we're doing is exhibition wrestling here and not traditional MMA. But he grabbed him and then he just sort of sat there. So and I can't tell if that's theatrical or if that's I don't have a lot of air left in my lungs. I 
I honestly, I think he, we talked about how there weren't rest holds in the first fight. This is more a catch my breath, keep my weight on him situation sure. until I can figure out what to do. But Hamer, again, in a grappling scenario, pops right out as soon as he sees his opening, took his back. And Hamer is fighting for that armbar again. This guy is going to kick himself in the morning if he doesn't get if he doesn't get a win by armbar tonight. That seems that seems to be what his intended goal was: win by armbar. He's tried for it so many times in this bout, and this is his best chance. He's got a tired guy in front of him on his back without a ton of grappling experience. So yeah, Kratos is just all defense at this point. He's not doing a tremendous amount to push the action. He's at this point just treading water. He's going to have to make some kind of grand effort and last minute push to just put something together offensively because he can't keep going like this and win. Now, interestingly enough, Hamer just let him go there. I don't think that stood up. I think Hamer just sort of said, I got nothing here. And instead of trying to transition to something else, just let him go and said, well, let's stand up again and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, he, he went to that knee bar. It wasn't there for him. I just think he saw that it wasn't going to happen, and he needs to refresh. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he's pretty much... Oh, we go to Muay Thai, Muay Thai strikes here. Muay Thai knees right in the belly. Which allows him to get inside. And... Oh, are we going to get a... Uh, no. Kratos transition out of... Help me out. Well, he was going for a... Um, not a power bomb, but um, finish for me. I will as soon as I get there. You're a little ahead of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told you that already. But... Uh, I... Yeah, he was he was going for a power slam. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't remember power slam. Um, but Kratos slipped out of it and reversed. Now Kratos is going for a suplex. Boom. Rolls over. There's no pins here, Kratos. It doesn't matter. But he's got... He's got the head wrapped up. Instinct, Literally. being a professional wrestler, you go for a pin when you see it. Hard yep. to break out of that. It almost looked like he was trying there for a guillotine, but he didn't quite know how to finish it. However, now Hammer reverses, and he's got him just in a chin lock, just a good old-fashioned wrestling chin lock. And Kratos is selling that baby, selling it like hotcakes. Well, he's, he's cranking the neck. Well, it's so funny because when we... Oh, and he taps out. Your winner by neck crank, I guess is what we're calling it. Yeah, he, he almost turned it... Go ahead. He had almost turned it into a bulldog choke, used it to rest for a second, and then really pulled on it and squeezed... Kratos' head turned a different color. <laughs> yeah, there was def I mean, there was definitely a lot of blood blood flow blood flow to the head there. Um, it made it look really good. Your winner by submission via neck crank, Eric Hamer. Tough loss there for Jr. Kratos, but an excellent fight. Excellent fight. Hey, you know, we saw some stuff there we wouldn't normally from guys this size. Well, that's the funny thing. Um, we have a break in the action for me to talk about this. You know, I remember hearing stories about Vince McMahon talking to some of his bigger guys, you know, or even Kevin Nash talking to guys like the Giant going, you're the big guy. Don't, you're not a cruiserweight. Don't work that way. 
Even though you can do it, that's not what people came to see. But it is fun out of that environment to see guys this big wrestle this nimbly. Yeah, there, I, I mean, and I've seen Kratos. There's no way I thought he was going to do a, a Sakuraba cartwheel guard pass, but we saw it from him. Good stuff. Be curious to see what happens next with Mr. Uh, Kratos and Mr. Hamer, for that matter. Where they, uh, what gig they land on next? Yeah, I mean, uh, shows like this, I could see Hamer getting involved with. I don't think he'll ever truly make the transition to professional wrestling. But uh, I, you know, Kratos is the guy who's been on these before, and I hope he's on them again. Maybe we'll see Bellator uh, Hamer on in, in a. Uh undercard of a Bellator show just as a favorite of Barnett but he needs a payday I think that's what this was but he, right. he he made a good account of himself he wasn't he wasn't a beefcake he actually held up his cell he was an Arn Anderson and they tell you when Arn Anderson comes to town Arn Anderson's in town and those eight people got their money's worth <laughs> <laughs> So much of Nitro was forgettable, but we're never going to forget that impression. No. <laughs> All right, I believe we are ready for our next match here. Now, uh, this the guy roughing this, uh, you were telling me offline that he is somebody you went to high school with. Is that correct? That is an old high school buddy, Ryan T., at the, at the referee's position. Refereed the last blood sport, did some refereeing at uh, some of the GCW shows you watched, uh, including the Backyard Debacle. Oh, uh, the that, Outlaw Mud Show. How dare you? That backyard show was the best thing I've seen all year. And they let you have kids. <laughs> Trampoline and all. As we see Nicole Savoy enter the ring. Oh, Ryan, who did you make upset to have to referee this? <laughs> you, re you refereed Andy Williams versus Chris Dickinson last year. So he gets a steady paycheck from Game Changer Wrestling, huh? He uh, Does he work for any other organizations doing uh, wrestling refereeing? He's done a lot for Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore promotion. Uh, he does some stuff for a promotion in New Jersey called SWF. Um, it usually books in one or two good names per show. Uh, he has done things with uh, a local outfit called... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. UWA elite for a lot of his uh, time. But he's been involved with a lot of promotions since, we were, since he was about 13 years old. As we see Allison Kay now enter the ring in her goth gear. Yes, formerly Sienna of TNA. Coming out to Gangsta's Paradise. 
That seems like the wrong song for her. It's funny, I was just singing the same thing. Well, we'll hopefully see these girls make a good accounting for themselves, or this will be an experiment that will be abandoned, I'm sure, by the next uh, Bloodsport show. One can only hope, Mark. (laughs) We see Allison Kay getting loose there in the corner, stretching out those legs. I will also add in because what the hey, Ryan is also a leukemia survivor from a very early age. Oh, good for him! Congratulations there. Lots of uh, good advances in uh, leukemia treatment, especially for kids. The treatment that I underwent, CAR T, for example, uh, they're using for a lot of childhood leukemia. So. All right, to your tail of the tape. These gals are in their early 30s, uh, about five pounds difference between them, 145 and 150. Yeah, Allison Kay is a thick girl. Thicker than uh, most of the girls on the WWE roster outside of, you know, I would think Nia there Jax. Would, yeah, I would think there would be a, a greater weight disparity between them just looking at how they match up. All right, and we are underway here. As Savoy starts out with a, a combination of strikes, Allison K returns with a leg kick, followed by a front kick, which goes nowhere. Just feeling each other out, not really making a tremendous amount of contact here. Get a collar and elbow tie up, and Allison K shittily shoot, just awful shoots for that leg. Oh, Pat. <laughs> yep, can't wait to see it. I, uh,. I do try to, 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 to defend and promote the women, but, oh, God, that looked piss poor. What, what are these strikes they're throwing? What, what? Good Lord, this is terrible. So Savoy, I believe, tried for an arm bar, nearly had it. I thought we were almost done there. It was a short night for the gals. But, no, Allison Kay fights on. Yeah, we weren't that lucky. And now she is currently in the half guard, sorry, the side mount position. I should say. Um, and she turns it into an arm bar or an arm bar attempt. Though I don't know why she's also trying to hook the leg. I, oh, what God. are you doing? Like, I'm trying to not be negative on the girls because I think, you know, only one of us should be. But I, like, honest reaction, they're trying to do mock jujitsu. And I don't think either one of them knows anything about it. Like, like they, I feel like they're doing this and just sort of copying what they've seen on television. Yep. Savoy approximates a full mount. And now we're going to approximate <laughs> ground and pound. Approximates. <laughs> Gosh, this is terrible. I've never seen full mount where you're not putting any weight on somebody. Yeah, see, so the art of this, the true art of blood sport, is making Not it look this. is making it look as real as possible and less like a worked match. And they aren't there. Ryan why, looks offended that he has to be a part of this. <laughs> That's why guys like Josh Barnett and Matt Riddle and, and presumably Tom Lawler are really good at this because they know what real MMA is supposed to be, and they're trained wrestlers, so they know just where to slip into the nooks and crannies to make it look 
believable. This is two girls yeah, even, trying to imitate that. Well, even like Davy Boy has a catch wrestling background. You know, he's trained with Josh Barnett. Uh, Killer Cross has a grappling background. Santi- uh, Anthony Corelli, Santino Morella comes from a judo background. So I am interested to see how his stuff plays out. So they just now did... we've got we've got a knee bar with nothing on it and a boob slap, which is probably the most effective offense I've seen in this. Yeah, wait, they do the trading strikes thing, which so people have remarked about like Bubba Ray strikes, which you know he's not even like making contact. You could see him hitting his arm, but they're fun. You know, I think Steve Austin punches are notoriously bad. These two make those two look like boxers. I mean, like, I don't even think they were making contact, and some of it was sissy slap fighting. And, like, what? Oh, okay, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with this. Did, did your food get delivered? Did you just want to go eat it, and I'll, I'll cover for you? I sadly already ate my Cuban sandwich. Oh, you should have saved it for this. I, uh, I, I really wish I had to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> <sighs> We you know what? You know what's fun to say though. Yes, that sir. The guy I went to high school with is the best performer in this match. <laughs> Who is currently standing straight up, <laughs> just kind of. Uh, I, what the hell did I just see? <laughs> okay, Mark, did you see the Allison K roll for a leg? Yes the the transition with nothing before it. She just kind of they just kind of did the move. Oh. And the most effective thing I've seen so far, beyond the boob slap, was them falling out of the ring. Why, why couldn't they both just be too injured to continue? This is the worst shit I've ever seen. I have seen a handful of times in MMA the double knockout, the simultaneous knockout. That's how this should end. Just punch each other and fall down. Oh my god, that was the lamest guard pass I've ever seen. Just hopped over her. Whee! Like, somebody just end this, please. This is horrible. And I'm not Ryan, even saying... Brian, not... say you saw a tap out. Just something. Come on. <laughs> no one's going to be mad at you, I promise. I'm waiting for Josh Burnett to come out in a suit and tie and going, Ring the bell! Ring the damn bell! Followed by a guy in fatigues and a uh, an old... Another old man. Two old men, I, I as a matter of fact. I would rather watch Jerry Briscoe now than this. <laughs> Jerry Briscoe has Instagram, by the way. You can follow him at T H E V G F Briscoe. Terrific. So uh, I guess they fought too too close to the edge there and had to be broken up again and stood up. Is that what it is? I'm looking at baseball scores. Oh, fantastic! Oh my God! You have to keep watching this, Pat. Just to see, like, I'm sure Allison K is a fine actual professional wrestler, but her trying to approximate jujitsu is the drizzling shits. This hasn't been good, and you know what's funny is I said this wasn't going to be good, and everybody just thought I was being negative about it. But when right. you put in them in this, what is that? Good lord! When you put two people in to simulate jujitsu and catch just catch can wrestling, who have no idea what either is. It's like they just watched like three fights and we're like, all right, I think I got this. This is clear. See, okay, unlike the last match, which doesn't appear to be rehearsed, like maybe one or two things I, I spotted that were like, eh, that's a little too pro wrestling. 
But for the most part, it was seamless transitions. They looked like they were having a real fight. This looks way rehearsed. This and is, not well. This is They sat down, Randy Macho Man <laughs> style, with a legal pad, and just kind of went through each transition. This is this is to this is to you know fighting what uh, community theater is to Broadway. <laughs> People are much more talented in community theater. Uh, yeah, but it's all fat girls and guys still in the closet. It's true. Like I didn't come in to, to like want to be negative with this. I wanted to be impressed. I wanted to see like see, Pat's just being mean to girls. Like nope, they suck. I can't. I, I defend. I am the most ardent defender of crap, and I can't defend this. What a terrible Kimura. That's okay. She, you're, the, you're a little behind, so you're going to see an even worse triangle. Like somebody who doesn't know how triangles work. So like The Undertaker? Yeah. Because he's really bad at it, too. He sucks. He's the most overrated piece of shit ever. I keep waiting for you guys on the Casual Heroes just to do an entire podcast dedicated to how bad The Undertaker is. Just deconstructing him utterly. It would it, See, but it would only be me and Jed. Jed doesn't do that, and Gavin will never let it happen. You guys have no freedom on that podcast. This is just the worst shit ever. I've seen kids on YouTube in their backyard at age 14 who do better than this. Go on Reddit and go to the, the fight section on Reddit where it's just people in real-life situations, and it's 20 times better and well, honestly a little more scientific. Well, part of this, and I talked about it before, is uh, Savoy's not that bad, but Allison Kay is moving so slow and so methodically as if she's trying to remember what the next moveset is. So, like, for, like earlier, she went for, she went for a, uh, a single leg... And she tried to do it to where she was, like, jumping into a leg lock, but she did it so slow, Nivo- uh, Nicole Savoy would have to have been on ether to have not seen it coming. At a certain point, I would have just shot in this match. It just <laughs> went for the finish to end it because there's no way to describe how terrible this was. Words won't do justice to it. This is awful in every way. So they're, ra- they're wrapped like, in some sort of odd twister thing. There was, an, there was an attempt at a banana split, which is an amateur wrestling move. It was horribly executed. I don't like right now. There's n- this is terrible. This is this is when you fall over on your side playing Twister. <laughs> there is a ridiculously bad neck crank happening with no pressure. Like, what are they doing? Are they fighting about because you borrowed my blouse? Okay, they they did a maneuver an, there where it looked like they were mouth. just where. They were just shy of rolling, and Joey Styles almost ran out to yell catfight. In fact, some of the catfights I saw in ECW looked better. We Ryan, s- please, just, please just call for the bell. Well, we just saw what approximated a suplex, and, the, and it, it apparently affected Allison Kay so much that she rolled off the mat. So she's now being counted out. They're not even selling well. I just saw a knee that didn't land get sold. Apparently, Allison K just barely beat the count in. Another Good Lord, suplex. Ryan. Speed it up. <laughs> Another suplex into an arm bar. We've now seen at least two or three of these. Yeah, but you know what? The ones before this actually look decent. I'm saying two or three of these in this match. 
I, I, I probably wasn't paying attention at that point in time. Allison K rolls, rolls again. Nicole Savoy just lets her. <laughs> and we see elbows to the face. And that's it. That's your finish. She had her in a crucifix. Ah, yes. Allison K, your winner. Wait, they actually put her over too? Yeah. So she so she rolls her over into a... I, I see her roll through the Alma Plata. Right. And she gets into a crucifix and just unloads with elbows on her. So, I so guess this they, is the Gary Goodridge finish. Yeah, they stopped her, I think, by like... They stopped her by, like, technical knockout, basically. But she couldn't defend herself. You know who couldn't defend myself? Me, because this was terrible. <laughs> I felt victimized by the 27 minutes this lasted. <laughs> <sighs> Nicole Savoy just looks utterly... Like I, like I look right now. <laughs> utterly just destroyed. Yeah, that's how I feel after watching this debacle. So, more girls on the next card, yeah? Uh, never again. Can we get the Neg one? Can we negative get the a million stars. Dave Meltzer could not give this a star if it happened in the Tokyo Dome. That's how bad this was. Can we get Priscilla, what was it, Priscilla Kesley, Kelly, who threw the tampon? Can we get her in this? No, we should have none of them in this ever. <laughs> Did you watch Joey Ryan's penis party, by the way? Good lord, no, why would I? Oh my god, you have to see the main event. No, just, I really don't. Just for the Schadenfreude of it all. No, no, I really don't. Say, I believe it was a three-on-two or a three-on-three intergender match. Okay, right away, you've lost me. <laughs> Wait, the three gals, one of which was, I believe, Priscilla Kelly, uh, did all all kinds of manner, all, all manner of, of sexual things in the ring, in a wrestling match. WrestleMania yep. weekend in New York. Yep, don't need to see any more. That's what that's what WrestleCon was, right? It was in New York or was it in Jersey? Uh, WrestleCon was in New York, so Joey Ryan's thing would have taken place there at the Hilton Ballroom. Uh, yes, that's uh, where it was. Yeah, the GCW promoted stuff, which included Bloodsport, all happened in uh, Jersey City. I feel like if we ever make a bet, and you ask me, okay, what do I have to give up in order if I lose this bet? I'm going to make you do a watch along the Joey Ryan's penis party just to show you that match. Never happened. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> All right. B back to things that matter. Here comes the former Santino Morello, Anthony Corelli. Now this I'm interested in. Because we've only really ever seen him do the comedy Santino stuff. And like I said, he does have a judo background. Um, I know he had one exhibition fight that he lost very quickly. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe he can do something different here. He looks in great shape. Well, he's not speed walking to the ring. He doesn't have a sock with him. So he appears to have left the comedy at home. Which is good. Yeah, and I haven't seen him work since he abandoned the Santino gimmick, but... You know what? Uh, if he's if his physique and his conditioning is any indication, he looks like he's in the best shape I've ever seen him in, and looks like he's ready to put on a serious performance here, which is desperately needed after that abortion we just watched. <laughs> so here comes Simon Grimm, formerly known as uh, Simon Gotch in the WWE in NXT. I showed my daughter a picture of what this guy looked like in NXT because I happened to have mentioned my wife was a big Vaughn Villains fan, as was I. Uh. 
so I said, oh, hey, this is the guy, one of the guys from the Villains, and she, she got excited. Not excited enough to actually stay up here in the living room to watch, but she was happy to see the man working. My daughter asked me, he's like, oh, uh, you know, I told him she, he had a fancy mustache back in that time, and my daughter just had to see what the fancy mustache looked like. She was impressed. I mean, it was a heck of a stash. It was a heck of a stash. There's no stash to be had tonight, though. We're not doing that sort of silliness. No, Contra Unit is serious. Yes. I recently asked on a podcast, who do you put with Roman Reigns for uh, for henchmen? And when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about G.O.D. I was thinking about the Usos, but I couldn't remember the other set of guys I would. Uh, I was thinking about putting with Roman Reigns, and then I remembered. Oh yeah, Jacob Fatu. Yep, Simone Werewolf of Contra Unit, of which our Simon Grimm is a founding member. I watched one episode recently of MLW where Contra Unit did the old Steve Austin. I'm going to interfere in every single match. They're an outlaw unit. That's what outlaws do. Be curious to see what happens with MLW now that it looks like uh, Ring of Honor may be being sold to Anthem, the owners of Impact Wrestling. All right. Enough speculation on which wrestling organization is buying which. We are ready to go here. And Corelli throws a couple of kicks. Just kind of <laughs> measuring space here, feeling them out. We tie up. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Scott's trying to work for that arm. Corelli pulls away. Corelli goes for a single, and Gotch transitions into... It looks like he was trying to go for a guillotine. Corelli shrugged him off. Now Corelli's little, going for an arm bar. I was a little surprised that Corelli's start, that he was throwing some kicks. He threw a side kick, a crescent kick. Because his background is largely grappling. He didn't stay with it for very long. We went right to grappling as, you know, after that exchange was over. Yeah, uh, Grimm is a grappler, too. Uh, more in the vein of your, your catch style, but not truly a catch wrestler. The way you'll see Tim Thatcher later on. All right. We see Corelli in a full mount position. He's got one arm tied up. So Gotch is having a hard time defending himself. And we've got elbows coming down. Looks like 
from the chin neck area. Sort of a weird place to deliver those. And now Gotch reverses out of it, grabs a leg lock. Well, bar. in the words of William Regal, I hit people very hard in smart places. <laughs> and this is already infinitely better than what we just saw. Of course. Give it up to uh, Anthony Corelli, who looks very good for some years off. Yeah, no, he's he's looking he's looking sharp. No belly on him. He's got some muscle tone. No complaints here. You would not know if you didn't remember Santino Morella. You would not know it was the same guy. Like he has no pudge on him, like he did in, uh, towards the end of his WWE career. All right, we see another roll through, and Corelli uh, tried to transition into an armbar, but Gotch, one step ahead of the game, puts him on his back. He's in his guard position now, Gotch is. There's been some solid exchanges here with some really good transitional work. Gotch is dropping elbows. Now, interestingly enough, as he was dropping those elbows, it looks like Corelli was trying to move... Uh, and Gotch kept hitting the mat. Well, you're not going to land everything you hit if somebody's moving. Uh, yeah, the point, point being, Corelli just didn't sit there and take him. You know, he, he moved on the ground, tried to make Gotch miss him. Now Corelli is going for a Kimura. Although we should, to be fair, Mark, because of the nature of the show, be calling it a double wrist lock. <laughs> sure. Listen, if catch catch can wrestling was easy, they'd call it jujitsu. Now Corelli uh, trying to stay a step ahead of Gotch. Took his back, transitioned to and yet another arm bar. There's been a lot of those tonight. <laughs> Gotch is trying to fight for his position. He rolls through. Now he's in Corelli's guard once again. This is everything the last match wasn't in a good way. The God stands up, delivers a kick to the thigh, but allows Corelli to stand up with him. Kind of reset here, try some other stuff, see what happens. Corelli grabs the wrist, kicks Gotch right in the leg. Some Mac. Kicks him again. We lock up with the hands. Wow, Corelli with a nice trip and sends Gotch on his back. That's an old judo move. Gotch tried to lock up that uh, the arm with his legs there. Didn't quite get the head into the head and arm choke. Corelli escapes. Now he's delivering elbows to the body. If the head's going to move like we saw earlier... Go to the body. That's going to be right where it is. Can't fight if you can't breathe. That's for certain. That's one of the points of Quicksilver. Did Gotch, you know that, Mark? I did not. I've, I've heard the phrase. did not know where it came from. Very good pass. It comes from the Karate Kid Part 3. Oh, Lord. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Really? It's the best one. Uh, so you keep telling me. Eventually, I'll make my kids watch the uh, watch the second and the third one. We've only gotten through the first, and they were mostly playing in their tent at the time. I have to make them watch rewatch the first one again. Yeah. 
this has been very good in terms of both guys are strong grapplers and they keep trying to go to that. But at a certain point, one guy will have a tactical advantage and then they'll break out a knee or an elbow just to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Judo trip and throw from Corelli. Nicely done. Ronda Rousey would be proud. He's trying to yeah, lock. I, Go ahead. I was looking for him to throw maybe some Uchimatas in this because uh, either that or, uh, you know, something along those lines to see if we could get that background broken out. Gotch has a nice little mouse under his eye, too. Hey, Gotch reverses out of it. He goes for that knee bar again. Corelli rolls. Gotch rolls with him. They are at the edge. They're going to get stood up. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> nope. Gotch won't let go. Damn you, Gotch. Be fight fair. Sportsmanship. Contra unit's not about fair, Mark. Uh, those brutal bastards. This 12-year-old child who's refereeing the match is admonishing both men. Yeah, where did they get this kid? The lost and found? <laughs> did he win a contest? Does he have something terminal? If you threw some ropes on him and ran fish, you could fly him like a kite. All right, right we're being. <laughs> um, all right, so the foster child who's refereeing this thing uh, finally finishes admonishing both men, and they stop fighting with him and get back in the ring. We lock up, and Gotch shoots for a single. Corelli tries to fight him off, eventually loses his balance and tips backwards. Still trying to block Gotch from moving forward. Not entirely sure what Gotch is attempting to do here. And he's messing with the ankle, it looks like, but I don't see where he's got a tremendous amount of leverage. No, and he had that, that low ankle pick that it really had to work. I was actually worried about Corelli's knee going inward with how that looked. Gotch is trying for a almost like a sitting ankle lock, just sort of twi you know, traditionally twisting on that ankle. Corelli with some slaps to the uh, to the shoulder neck area gets free. Corelli uh, has him locked up on a reverse chin lock. Well, we did see one chin lock tap. God just punches his way out of it. So, Corelli had him like in a reverse chin lock, sort of arched him over his knee. Gotch uh, mustered up the energy to punch Corelli right in the face. Corelli let it go. Still selling it. And a kick to the thigh while he's down for good measure. Gotch pulls him up. Knee to the face from Gotch. Another one. Corelli is on Queer Street, ladies and gentlemen. Just stars and birds all fluttering around his head. Gotch was looking for a pile drive type maneuver, but Corelli reversed it into, say it with me, another armbar attempt. Let's hold number two, number seven, number nine, number 18. <laughs> if you're playing the drinking game at home, take a shot every time we armbar somebody. You'll have alcohol poisoning by the end. And I came close to that last night. Yeah, you were punchy last night, my friend. 
Yeah, a little bit. Uh, stomp to the midsection from Gotch from a standing position. Tries to stomp just, on him again. Corelli rolls away. That's just mean. Kick from Gotch leads to a trip from Corelli. They're going to the well with a few of these moves. We're either doing on bars or knee bars here. Scott steps out of it. Now he's going to try to reverse, it looks like. Oh, uh. Gut wrench into a rear naked, standing rear naked choke. Corelli flips him over. See, you can get it. Oh, this is a fun little rolling transition there. He finally gets the arm bar. Oh, my stars and garters, as Beast would say. He rolls through and ends it with an arm bar. Your winner via submission, a la arm bar. Anthony Corelli, the former Santino Morella. Judo throw, arm bar, say goodnight. And I think I think Simon is now 0 for 3 on Bloodsport events. Oh, this poor bastard. But what a return for the former Santino Morella, Anthony Corelli. I like how he's selling his arm and uh, his torso. He's a pro. That's what you do. Unlike the what we the debacle we just saw before this. Let's not let's not talk about it. It's best left. It's best not remembered. God, let's never have that happen again. <laughs> it's already my worst match of the year. Ugh, I don't know. Orange. <sighs> Joey Janela was in a bunch of things, as was Orange Cassidy. Nothing could have been that bad. I don't know anything where you play a guy in the shins and he and he acts like you shot him. Not good. Did you not watch the last one? I don't even. Well, I, well, to be fair, I don't even qualify Orange Cassidy as wrestling. That's not wrestling. This is true. I don't know what that is. It's not wrestling. That cosplay wrestling bullshit, right, Jonas? He's not listening. He's got his earphones on. Yeah, and then we'll get. Unfortunately, we're going to get some of that outlaw mud show shit tonight. Oh, I can't wait. I am. I know you're like, ugh, this, I could have dealt without this. I can't wait to see Nick Gage and see how many light tubes he falls through tonight. Uh, I don't think he will. I just think Killer Cross is going to brutalize him, and I hope that's the case. You know, again, the last Blood Sports show, there was a lot of catch wrestling, uh, jiu-jitsu, but then there was the occasional match where they would go nuts and just start hitting each other with chairs, which is fantastic. I mean, Takeshi is a deathmatch guy, but has a very strong wrestling background. And he wrestled Gresham in one of the better matches of the night. I was a little surprised Gresham was not on this show, but I'm thinking Ring of Honor probably had something to do with that. Oh, please give Ryan a, a suitable replacement match here. All right, and here comes one of your boys, Tim Thatcher. Oh, he okay, that's a reward. It's like, listen, we, we're, we know you have to ref this, so we're going to give you Timothy Thatcher. He will be once again taking on 
Minowa Man. I remember Minowa from the short period of time I was covering Dynamite shows. Mark, have, have you ever seen Timothy Thatcher other than Bloodsport? No. He had a phenomenal match in MLW uh, during the summer with Davey Boy Smith. That is highly worth looking into. Very much Bloodsport style. Pat, for those who uh, who just kind of tune into the Wrestling and Broadcasting Network for the Podcoin uh, and are listening to this because it's just it came it was the first one that came up in their feed, but they like what you're saying and they want to check out this Major League Wrestling MLW. Where can they find it? They can find it in two places. One would be if you have the BN Sports Channel on your local cable provider. The other would be on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. MLW is kind enough to upload their TV show that aired the previous weekend. I think you can also watch their show on the Fight app, free. You may be able to. I am not a user of the Fight app other than for this stuff. Oh, here he comes. First time in the United States for Minimal Man. He's wearing the Japanese flag like a cape. Good for him. This should be very, very good. These two really do look like they walked right out of the 80s. Trunks and all. Like, I've never seen in, in recent memory two traditional looking wrestlers wearing traditional wrestling tights and boots. No, you know, look at Minimal Man. He looks great. Oh, I'm saying both of them. You know, they one of them's wearing the jacket like you would, you know, again, early eight late seventies, early eighties. Minimum man came out with his Japanese flag on. I mean this if I blinked, this would look like uh this was an old MSG show. Except for the ropes. Except for the ropes. Tim Thatcher wrestled a lot in WXW in Germany, Austria, was the regular tag team partner of Walter. Uh, which should tell you a lot about the style he's from. He's part of that group called Ring Comp, which is Ring Story, because uh, that's what those guys did. They told stories. So he, uh, so he used to work with Walter. Has the WWE ever expressed an interest in him? Did he do, did he do any of the early UK shows before that became a thing proper? He did not. However, as I mentioned to you previously, at the last Bloodsport show, WrestleMania weekend. William Regal happened to be there uh, in the rafters, and my belief is the guy he was interested in was Thatcher. Thatcher's a big dude. Deceptively so, because he's very lean. Yes, and we start off with a dropkick. Good old-fashioned pro-wrestling dropkick from Minua Man. He follows up with a series of kicks to the chest, Thatcher catches one, turns him over, and we've got a half Boston Crab. Which, this is very typical of Minimal Man, if you ever remember watching his fights. He would break out rolling capo kicks, stuff you'd never see anyone do in, in Pride and in K1. Thatcher grabs an ankle, turns him over, Minimal Man rolls through it. Trying to hold on to the uh, knee bar. Thatcher steps out. 
starts grabbing at the ankles. <laughs> Minowa will have n none of it. And he stands back up again, delivers a kick to the side of Thatcher. European uppercut from Thatcher sends Minowa man walking backwards and a good old-fashioned body slam. My God, has a pro wrestling match broken out in this thing? And we've got a chin lock. This is the best kind of pro wrestling match. Minowa turns out of it. Tries to lock in a front face lock. Thatcher pulls out of that, reverses, puts Minowa on his chest. As the arm. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm bent all around his back. What's and going for? If you've watched Thatcher, you're used to Thatcher taking a lot of abuse. Uh, so it's very interesting to see him largely in the driver's seat. Thatcher fighting for risk control momentarily. Minimum pulls away. Thatcher stands up in guard. I'm not sure what he's looking for here. I don't. I think that's because he. I don't think he's sure what he's looking for. <laughs> Minowa with those educated feet kicking Thatcher right now. I think he kicked him in the knee that time. Uh, that is a dangerous spot to kick, not just for the opponent, but you kick the knee angle wrong. You're hurting your foot or your shins pretty bad. And Minowa stands up. Thatcher looking a bit frustrated. Which is understandable. He's looked for different transitions to holes that weren't there, and he's taken a share of lumps to the legs from Minowa's kicks. Now, unlike what Allison K did, which it took her an hour and a half to complete the move. Minowa swiftly dove, tumbled, and shot for the leg. See, that's the difference between somebody who can actually fight and somebody who pretends to fight. He, he almost did a little head and shoulder fake on that roll as if he was going to spring up, but instead just stayed down and hooked that leg. Which makes all the difference because you as the opponent then, it's not just a matter of seeing it coming. You're not sure what to do or how to defend. Unlike what we saw earlier, which was so darn slow and there was no faking. If you didn't see it coming, it's because you shot heroin prior to the match. Yeah, that makes sense. Minowa is known for his leg locks. 
if you remember his MMA career, Mark. All right, Thatcher has transitioned into full mount, and he is just hammering on Minowa. Minowa protecting his head. He's got his guard up, steps out of it, and now he's in full guard. Sorry, full mount. That is a sweet transition. And he is raining thunder on Thatcher's head. Thatcher rolls onto his belly, and Minowa takes his back, and we've got ourselves a rear naked choke. Leg, body lock, and all. Be interesting to see what happens. Now he seems to have that on Thatcher's chin. There, he doesn't definitely doesn't have it under his chin. Thatcher is uh, fighting for wrist control, breaking out of it. Something I teach my kids all the time: someone wraps you up, grab those wrists and twist. Get that two on one. You know how I would have got out of that, Mark? How would you have gotten out of that, Pat? I would have had my agent buy it for me. <laughs> Will you stop? I feel like that's what I should have said next. Uh, Minowa Man uh, transitions, rolls, tries to fight for that arm bar, but that just, just turns him over. We are fighting for risk control. Both men fighting for risk control. That's your content now to just go Donkey Kong. Ground and pound. Minowa Man fighting back, delivers an upward elbow to Thatcher. Peppered up his chest a bit. Thatcher's used to that. I'm very impressed seeing Minimal Man in this time, kind of setting and what he's been able to do. I think his shorts are felt, or at least covered in felt. Might be traditional spandex covered in felt. They look furry. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They're velvet looking. Yeah. I love velvet. I would drape myself in it all day if I could. Velvet is a very nice fabric. You know what's not nice? Girls doing blood sport? Uh, No, I was going to say the shots that Thatcher's taking. He's getting kicked in the head right now. Yeah. Up kicks from Minowa. Right to the side of the head, and he took a bunch of them. Now Minowa with a side headlock, Thatcher on his back. This has been equal parts scientific and brutal. What I like about the way these two are going about things is it's it's the 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 details of what they're doing they're going after a lot of joints it's a lot of wrist and elbow work that's 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 where that's where a lot of, like i said a lot of the finer points of this style of fighting is and we just see a good old fashioned gut wrench suplex from Thatcher nice show of strength from the man alexander Karelin style just yank by that waist and drop him but you see what i mean we're we're back to it again with Thatcher um, whenever I'm messing around with my, with my kids and you know, we're doing horseplay, I do a lot of that. The way that he was locking up that arm. You know, I try to show him, like, hey, you know, great bind an arm, great bind a leg, wrap it up. You know, not a tremendous amount of pressure. They're eight and five. But still, try to show him the basics. Yeah, and then, you know, show him how a tire iron works. <laughs> no. That leaves marks and bruises. CPS frowns upon that sort of thing. All right, we've got 
Another leg lock here in from Minowa. <laughs> Sasha just slaps the shit out of him. He slaps him back. Brutal elbow to the side of the head from Thatcher. What I liked about that is actually Minowell kind of let up on the move because he was partially unconscious. Yes. Yeah, he was He was partially separated from reality with that elbow. Ugh. What we've seen here is a lot of catch style versus jujitsu. Yeah. And it's very cool to see the differences. So Minowa did a tried to go for a single, but he had no leverage. He had no momentum. He just sort of grabbed at the leg. It's no wonder it didn't work. And Thatcher just sort of able to stiffen up. Oh, but it worked. But it worked in the last match, Mark. <laughs> Flip, kick, boom to the side of Thatcher's head. Thatcher's in trouble here. The Minowa's going to lock in that armbar, which we referenced that kick at the start of this from Minowa. Thatcher's able to roll, th roll through, tries to lock up that arm again, lets it go, rolls again, goes for a uh, twist on that ankle. He's just hammering now on Minowa's back. You got to get out of it any way you can. Now he's got. Now this is now if John Cena or uh, whoever was doing it. This goes by a bunch of different names, but what's it really called, Pat? That would be the STF. And that ends it. Your winner by submission as he marches around claiming his territory. That is his yard and nobody else's. Timothy Thatcher, your winner by submission via STF. And once again, catch wrestling beats jujitsu. <laughs> Well done. I enjoyed that. That was excellent. And again, for me, the high point was seeing Thatcher using catch techniques versus Minowa Man's jiu-jitsu. You know, Minowa Man with the traditional kinds of holds you see in a mixed martial arts fight. Thatcher going a little more old school with the way he had the front face lock turned when they were standing, how he would apply an arm bar, which would be more in a wrestling sense. And, and again, Minowa Man's in his, you know, 40s. He's very physically... Uh, beaten up because of an MMA career that lasted almost 20 years. But, man, to see him in here, he looked great. I was so surprised in a pleasant way. Yeah, he had a very good showing for himself. He was able to easily uh, keep up with Thatcher. You know, he didn't look blown up. They really, I mean, they, they went at a fairly furious pace. There wasn't a tremendous amount of resting here. Uh, to me, the highlights of this were, like I said, working of the joints, the wrist, the elbows, the knees, there was a there was a lot of there wasn't a tremendous amount of high impact moves, but rather sort of working for a move through manipulation of joints, which I really liked. And, and what a what a show of respect post fight from Thatcher to Minimal Man, uh, clearly respectful of the legend and his stature in the MMA world. And they make haste out of the ring. We are on to our next match. So pretty, uh, pretty tame crowd. I mean, they, they seem like they're into it, but uh, definitely more Japanese style crowd. Yeah, than, uh, the rowdy bunch we had in uh, Jersey City. Now I have my sound off, so I don't know if there's been a lot of chanting going on. Not, not tremendously so. No. 
which is a nice change of pace. You know, the audience not trying to get in on the gag. Nice. Okay, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Or who am I kidding, gentlemen? Um, Davey Boy Smith Jr. has entered the ring. He will be taking on filthy Tom Lawler. Now, Tom Lawler is the current MLW Heavyweight Champion, right? Hey, he is not, uh, actually. He just lost that title to Jacob Fatu. Ah, yes, of the Contra unit. I almost said Iran-Contra. Oof. Old age Interesting. <laughs> Interestingly enough, though, when Tom was MLW champion, they did run a poll. Who was the one opponent you would like to see Tom face? Winner of that poll by a landslide, Davy Boy Smith Jr. And we talked about that at the onset of the show tonight. Hopefully these two will have a good accounting for themselves here tonight. The people will want to see it and, more importantly, pay money for it down the line at a future MLW show or an Impact show or an AEW show or an NXT show, wherever it ends up actually happening. Tom Lawler looks like the world's toughest garden gnome. <laughs> I would also tell you he needs to stop doing the throw your hands in the air thing. I disagree. Like, oh, no. You're filthy Tom Lawler. Don't, don't do that. You need to, you know, be coming out in stained trousers and a garbage can. He looks like that's what he's been doing. No, he definitely looks like he's homeless. And I like that about him. There was a guy I, I will put in quotations, wrestled with in XPW, Homeless Jimmy. Homeless Jimmy was very short. Tom Lawler looks like he could pull off a Homeless Jimmy look. Tom Lawler also looks like he could pull Homeless Jimmy's head off and probably could. More than likely. But he's given up a lot of size to the son of the Bulldog tonight. Yeah, he's a big dude, that one. He's a legit six foot five and looks to be probably around two fifty. You know, with NXT going to, I guess that's an hour live on the USA Network, not two hours like I thought, but uh, an hour live on USA and then a second hour, I think, on the on WWE Network, if I recall correctly. I'm curious to see if they'll ever end up reaching out to Davy Boy again, giving him a second chance. Because boy, do they need names on NXT if they're going to go on the USA Network. I think they need big guys who can work, too. I think that's something that's really lacking in a lot of programming, and he's he can do it. In NXT, you really only have, you know, off the top of my head, as far as big guys who can work, Keith Lee and Killian Dane. And Tom Lawler sponsored by Durex and Pampers. Fantastic. So real quick, as we start off, Pat, do you remember how uh, how and why Filthy Tom Lawler ended up uh, having a fallout with the UFC? You know, I don't remember the specifics of it. I know he wasn't consistently, you know, putting five-fight win streaks together and stuff. And I think he might have been one of those guys who was just an unforeseen cut that was made. Um, but, you know, he got notoriety. He used to have those great entrances as we're underway here with Tom throwing some leg kicks. And uh, made those pro wrestling entrances as Dan Severn and Hulk Hogan and made what's so far been an excellent transition to pro wrestling. Yep, him, Matt Riddle. We have Kane Velasquez now doing AAA shows with the WWE looking at him for that Latino market. A lot of guys find a second life in pro wrestling after MMA, which uh, I like I like it that way. The, and, oh, the wrestling it, into MMA doesn't seem to work nearly as well. Brock no, we saw, 
we saw Davey almost try to get a power bomb in, and Tom transitioned and took his back. Tom's given up about 40 pounds to Davey. A reset here. Grab at each other's hands. The old test of strength. Tom kicks his hand away. They go for it again. Tom kicks it away. Transitions to the back. A standing switch to the back, rather. Uh, Davey reverses. He's kind of got a north-south position going. He's got his hands tied up. Tom transitions out of it, reverses into sort of a head and shoulders uh, hold. Transitions that into something of a, of a near bulldog position, but they rolled off the mat, so they're going to get broken up. We'll see if uh, the fur flies on the outside. Nope. They roll back in like good sportsmen. All right. They lock up again. Tom takes his back. Davey immediately goes to his knees. There's been a lot of standing and switching. And Tom, Tom has not been really looking to exploit the mount position or side control. He's been looking for the legs on the bigger, taller Harry or Davy. Davy now, excuse me, not Harry. Uh, and Davy has not pushed his size advantage all that much yet. Kind of each guy rolling and tying. There was almost a surfboard position. And Davey ended up on top with control of Tom's legs. And Tom ends up scooting out for a timeout. He is back in again as they tie up. And Davey Boy flips him over. That was a hard takedown. Yes, it was. Davey Boy's got the side headlock on now. He's looking to transition almost to an arm triangle here. Tom's going to use his leg to try to keep the grip from getting full on. You know, and again, you have two different grappling styles here. Davey being trained with the likes of Josh Barnett and Catch Catch Ken style, like his father, his British Bulldog, and the uncle, the Dynamite Kid. And now we see Tom mixing it up with the strikes where I think he'd have a significant advantage based on experience. Yeah, he delivered some good knee strikes there, which resulted in eventually uh, Davy Boy going to his back, sort of inviting Tom into his guard. Not a good idea on Davy Boy's part. Tom slickly transitions directly into an arm bar. He, immediately as he dropped into the guard, he pinned Davy's knee to, leg down with his knee. Nothing you can do with that weight displaced on it unless you're trying to break your shin. Uh, quick transition into a knee bar. Tom Lawler almost with an inside ankle lock now to try to counter out a bit. Uh, 
And now he's got a toehold. Mark, what do you think of this so far? I think this has been good so far. Uh, both of them keeping up. Uh, I mean, again, it's been it's been what we've come to expect from most of these matches so far. Uh, everything has been tight. Everything looks real. There have been some pretty Mark. They went for an armbar. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. If you watch a you know a five six hour MMA card, you know what you're going to see a lot of grappling. You know what happens in that grappling? A lot of armbar attempts. A lot of rear naked choke attempts. I mean, there's only so many ways you can submit an opponent. So, that's realistic. What I do think we've seen more toe holds in this fight than every fight we've seen previous. Well, that's something different, at least. I mean, to, to, to a certain degree, you have to expect a bit of similarity from match to match. Um, I find it refreshing. Nobody has tried to flip off one of the chandeliers onto their head. For once. Now we see some of the old traditional pro wrestling there as Tom Lawler, uh, who, was, who had his arm locked up by Davy Boy, was doing a few flips and tumbles. And, okay. and to, even the flips and tumbles goes back to the world of sport uh, style wrestling. Oh, we see Davy with the short arm takedown. Uh, that was British style based out of Catches Catch Ken where they would do those rolls and tumbles and try to transition out. Then he finished it off with some jumping knees to the head. So what he had. So if you're not following, uh, Davy Boy had Lawler down on his back. He, he was in a sort of a side mount position and just dropped his knee on his head a few times. Not legal in MMA. Legal in blood sport. And Tom with some knees to the kidney. Been a back and forth affair so far. Back elbows from Davy Boy. As he tries to trap that arm so Tom can't defend himself. And before those elbows, he threw a slap. I do not want a guy who's that big with hands that big slapping me. No. Those vicious back elbows. 12 to 6 style elbows. Again, illegal in mixed martial arts, illegal in blood sport. Tom with a cravat almost into a an anaconda style choke that was a beautiful transition and now Try Davey Boy's trying to fight off a rear naked choke Tom's not letting it go I mean Davey Boy was able to stand up with Tom on his back but uh, Tom's still fighting oh running power slam well he only ran two steps but still shades of the original British Bulldog with the running power slam. Full mount, and now he goes Donkey Kong on Tom Waller. Not entirely sure why he rolled off of him, though. You see, we saw Tom try to buck a couple times, but didn't look like he had much behind it, but Davy Boy rolls off. Not sure why Hard. he didn't press his advantage Hard. there. And Tom is stunned. He's selling, baby, selling. He comes back with some back elbows. Now they're trading elbows. <laughs> Those were some silly punches from Mr. Tom Lawler, but that kick meant business. Yeah, that might have been the, the distracting portion of it to try to get that kick in. 
And now a step over knee bar. Oh, wait a minute. Ooh. Lawler hit him with quite a slap on the ground out of that mount position. And now he's got an arm butterfly. He's going to go for a mounted guillotine. I can't really get it, though. I don't think he's got enough height compared to the big man, Davy Boy Smith, to really lock up that standing, that uh, sit sitting guillotine. Uh, Davy's able to stand out of it, and now he's got Lawler's back from the standing position. He looked like he was going for the Saito suplex there. Belly to back from the British Bulldog Jr. Lawler was not knocked out by it. He's still semi-conscious enough to keep fighting. Now stands him up, almost power gut-wrenched him. Lawler's fighting it. Drops down, takes the leg, rolls through. Both of these guys are starting to slow down now. Fatigue starting to set in. This it's been pretty physical. No, it has been physical. This just Wait. I'm just noticing this isn't as crisp as it was. Are we seeing a sharpshooter? I think we are. He got the legs positioned. He's gonna stand up to turn him oh, over. No! Denied. Tom Lawler was not having the sharpshooter. Well scouted. Oh! Bit of nastiness there from the filthy one. Just slid across the ring. Delivered a clothesline of sorts, and both men go crashing to the wooden floor. Not something you will see in the octagon. <laughs> no. The ref is counting. There's your friend again. Lawler gets back in the ring. Davey gets back in the ring. And Lawler meets him and just starts peppering him with punches and elbows. Kick to the sternum. Another kick to the sternum. They call that strong style from what I understand. Big slap from Davey. That'll deafen you. Big elbow. And he punches him. <laughs> this is just an offensive onslaught. And Tom Lawler is fighting back, just delivers a bevy of elbows. Davey Boy shakes it off. He says, not today, devil. And this has turned into pride. <laughs> We've got ourselves an old-fashioned wrestling match here. Lots of selling, lots of drama. We seem to have abandoned the traditional grappling. And the terrible crowd chanting GC-dub. <laughs> Suplex. Cut wrench. Powerbomb. Sitting powerbomb by Davy Boy. And Tom has taken some concussion <laughs> level stuff. <laughs> so there's your winner by knockout via sitting powerbomb. Davy Boy Smith Jr. Is this something you want to see again, Pat? What did you think? There's both advantages and limitations to this type of style. I really did enjoy what I saw from these guys. I feel like they could do even better, and I want to see it again. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you can't take full 
advantage and breadth of the traditional pro wrestling uh, venue atmosphere, if you will. So I think this was I I I think this is a good appetizer. I think this sort of whets the appetite for what you can do once they get into a traditional ring, whether it be MLW or any other venues that I mentioned before. Um, I'd like to see him do it a few more times. I don't think we need them to fight forever, as they say. But uh, I definitely want to see what they've got cooking for us in the future. And I would agree. Uh, I think this was a good preheating of the oven. Lawler doing an excellent job of selling that he is uh, having difficulties. <laughs> Lawler may want to fight again. Ah, Ring of Honor style, the old handshake. Uh, you know, though, I, I imagine working that type of style with somebody, whether you were supposed to do this or not kind of spot, you'd do it anyway. They like their streamers in this crowd. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes I wish wrestling crowds would stop being wrestling crowds. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, absolutely. Davey Boy having a high five fest with the crowd. The, you know, he's got such good looks and a good body and he can work. And now he's got years and years of experience under him. Somebody snatch him up. Somebody with an actual television deal. Well, I mean, to be fair, he is under contract to MLW. Is that a thing? Is MLW really, contract really a thing? Think they'll stand up in a court of law? Uh, I think Court Bauer is a pretty intelligent guy, and uh, I, at this point, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I think we are ready for our next match here. Come on! I need to see my Nick Gage. I need him to fall straight from the rafters. Don't even walk oh. out. Just shoot him out of a cannon. Cross, I don't ask for a lot. Just hurt this death match, fuck. <laughs> this outlaw mud son of a bitch, just hurt him. Have you Ryan, heard? Thank you for clearing those streamers out of the ring. Have you heard Jim Ross's rant on Nick Gage? And then Jim Nick Cornette's Gage's... rant or Jim Ross's? I'm sorry, Jim Cornette. Jim, Jim Cornette's rant, Nick Gage's t-shirt response, Nick, and then Jim Cornette's response to said t-shirt. No. Oh, this is fantastic. So, for those that don't know and don't follow Jim Cornette's podcast or don't know what a Jim Cornette is, uh, you may remember him from the from the from the time. video on YouTube of the old man yelling at a cloud. <laughs> that uh, for the brief time that he managed Yokozuna in the mid '90s uh, for the WWF, etc. Longtime manager of the Midnight Express, feuded with the. Rock he's and the Roll tennis Press. racket guy. Yeah, he's the tennis racket guy. Well, he has his own podcast where he. Uh, Hates everything except NXT, and and NXT UK. Yeah, he was fairly fairly nice. Like the girls' match, which I didn't think was that strong, but does doesn't matter. All right, here we go. Killer Cross. Now we're cooking, because you know who's next. My man, Nick Gage. Um. Anyway, real on duty again. So real quick, um, as we said before, Nick Gage was in a match. Where he fell off a ladder with light tubes, cut himself up to pieces. Uh, Jim Cornette, of course, made fun of him, yelled about the whole thing, did what he normally does, shook, shook his fist at the cloud. Uh, Nick Gage's response was to make a t-shirt where t- 
Jim Cornette's face was mutilated, and it said, fuck Jim Cornette on it. Of course, he did this without Jim Cornette's permission, so Jim Cornette threatened to sue him. The t-shirt was then taken down, and Jim Cornette said, look, if this is, if, if you're donating the proceeds to a good cause, I'll happily let you make a t-shirt with my likeness that says, fuck Jim Cornette on it. I'll sell the thing myself, and the money will go to a good cause. If it's going to your GoFundMe, no, that's a pass. It looked like Ryan actually was going to fight somebody in the front row who was threatening to throw in streamers. Good. Knock it off. Here he comes. Yeah! <laughs> and Killer Cross with the boss rooting tights. <laughs> Nick Gage going through the crowd. Looked like either he was starting a mosh pit or a fight. I'm not really tell, sure what's happening here. How do you tell which here. one is Nick Gage? Uh... That's a great question. He looks like every fan in the ring. Quite frankly, he looks like an in shape, a better in shape me. I'm bald and wear camo shorts and black t-shirts. Goddamn outlaw mud show fuck. <sighs> Not enough ladders so far in this match, which hasn't started yet. We want ladders. We want tables. This is the only thing Nick Gage does well. No, well, I want to see him I want to see him get mutilated. Well, well is in quotes here. <laughs> this crowd loves this guy. Look at him. Yeah, every, they're a bunch of freaking morons. Every neckbeard in the place is like God has entered the room. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait till he gets obliterated in front of all these idiots. I may have to go wait. Why does the one guy have wristbands on? <laughs> Why do people bring their own real-life title belts to shows just to carry them on their shoulders? This is a wrestling crowd, Pat. Every <laughs> The wrestlers are cosplaying. The fans are cosplaying. It's like a Star Trek convention. Only neckbeardier. So awful. I hope Nick Gage doesn't take his shirt off. I want him to wrestle just like that. I hope he has light tubes in his pants. That's like, you just said you want Nick Gage to wrestle. That's not what he does. I'm sorry. I want Nick Gage to approximate a wrestler with light bulbs in his pants and a shirt on. God, oh, he's terrible. He bothered to want... wear knee pads? Why? Because he's an idiot. <laughs> Maybe that's how you can tell him apart from the rest of the fans. He's the one in the knee pads. Yeah, well, the other idiot had wrist tape on. How do you, how do you figure that? Dude, during the height of the CM Punk thing, people were showing up to bars to watch WWF pay-per-views with their hands and wrist taped. We live in a stupid world, Pat. This killer cross looks like uh, looks like he's a pretty pretty good uh, in shape guy. Got a good nice physique about him. Yeah, he wrestled Davy Boy last year on this show, or last April, I should say. Nick Gage gives no fucks. What an idiot. <laughs> I don't think we're, we're going to be able to call this match. I think this is just more, more going to be commentary. Like, not, not traditional sports commentary. Like, podcast commentary. I'm fascinated. He's wearing a pair of Nike running shoes. Yes, he is. Car he don't Cargo, truck camo. Cargo camo shorts, uh, uh, the the t-shirts they're selling for ten bucks a pop or whatever, and a pair of friggin' knee pads. 
Yep. Probably got his house keys in his pocket. <laughs> and a wallet on a chain, baby. No, that would mean he, he has a wallet, and I doubt he has one of those. Killer Cross is 6'4". Nick Gage, 5'11". God, yes. Just, Ryan, thank you for getting all that crap out of the ring other than the crap that weighs 211 pounds in the camo shorts. <laughs> uh, please go immediately. To, oh, there it is. <laughs> so Nick Gage ran across the ring, jumped on top of Killer Cross, and Killer Cross said, get off me, and slammed him down. Now he's I in full mount. Just them like this. <laughs> I think Gage just tapped out to, to to full mount. Oh, ground and pound from the guard position from Nick Gage. Yeah, get him, Gage. Killer Cross covers up, not allowing a single punch to get through, and flips him back not over a, again to side mount. Not a one, and shit talked him at the same time. <laughs> Nick Gage, you can't wrestle. Stop trying. Can't fight either. Yeah, that was a dumb move. You're, if you're going to have a street fight, your feet should not leave the floor. Yeah, well, no one ever accused the city of being smart. I'm real, I'm real sorry this didn't take place in a Home Depot where you'd be surrounded by stuff you know. <laughs> uh, so Killer Cross has his leg wrapped up. Uh, Nick Gage tried to Break slap his, ankle, his way out of please. it. Please. Break his ankle. And when that didn't work, he gave him the finger. Steve Austin style. This is a working man's wrestler. Sorry, I keep using the wrong word. This is a working man's dude. Pat. Oh, uh, no, he isn't. This is an idiot. They call him the working man. He just got kicked in the knee, the working man did. I've decided that's Nick Gage's new name. He's the working man. His name is the fucking idiot. <laughs> Can we compromise and call him the working idiot? No, because I don't think he knows how to work. Oh, he knows how to headbutt, though. Nasty. Right in the nose. He takes his... He was so impressed with himself, he cheered... <laughs> he paused to yell at the fans, and then he was like, oh, that's right, I'm in a fight. And he jumped on Killer Cross's back. Yeah, like a ferret. But Killer Cross actually knows what he's doing. Covered up long enough for Nick Gage to blow himself up punching. And if took you want his to call back. it punching, sure. Boom. Dumped on his head. Which was no-sold by Nick Gage. Cross, just please hurt him. Just please hurt him. And we have a rear naked choke from Nick Gage. He doesn't have the body lock. Or the choke. God, he's terrible. So Killer Cross easily able to get out of that. Maybe what they should have done is have Nick Gage fight the girls. At least it would have been the same level of talent. How about we don't book Nick Gage on a show where wrestling happens? <laughs> Not enough for us at light tubes in this match, Pat. <laughs> a, lot of a lot of middle fingers, though. He seems to favor that. As he's seen... As he's fighting, trying to fight his way, fight his in quotes, out Cross, of his rear naked shoot on him. Just please <laughs> shoot on him. That's not nice. He's trying to get a paycheck here. They are working, Pat. 
working together. Um, Ryan, I think Ryan we're done. Stop match. Uh, yeah, that was that. Yeah, you know why it's over? Because that's all Nick Gage can do. Without light tubes or thumbtacks or whatever dumb shit or plungers you could find. Alright, you're a winner by rear naked choke. Killer cross. Ryan, let him go after him. Come on. So, here's my prediction. So, the, the match proper is over, but Nick Gage don't truck with no rear naked chokes. So, out's going to come the fluorescent light tubes and chairs. Because this ended too quickly for this high up on the card. Ryan, I hope he picks a fight with you so you can maybe teach him how to work a little bit. You got choked out, dummy. <laughs> Nick Gage is acting like Nick Killer Cross cheated. I would say he cut off the oxygen to your brain, but we know you don't have one in your fucking head. No, his brain is mostly thumbtacks. And all these morons are chanting bullshit. Well, sure. They paid for blood. And Nick Gage is trying to incite the fans. Don't you want to see light tubes? Oh, we've got a ring announcer. They're going to fight again? All right, I have the sound down. What's all this nonsense? All right, yeah. Killer Cross, announced yeah, Killer Killer Cross, Cross was announced the as the winner. I fucking told you. I told you. Your buddy just got ejected from the ring. Nick Gage wants a real fight. None of this fancy bullshit. You know, yeah. the whole thing that we came here for. I'm, yeah, I, like the, the fight he just lost in about two and a half minutes wasn't yeah. enough. Cross, get a light tube and choke him out with that and then shove the broken glass up his ass. <laughs> High drama from Nick Gage. He shook his head. You toss the ref, then you're going to shake the guy's hand? What is this? He's now an idiot. You're, now you're going to walk away like a big dummy. If you're going to throw a ref off the stage, go try to hurt Killer Cross. I understand this is blood Cross sport, but you poke this nut. Why is the crowd chanting for this idiot? They love him. Could you imagine an Iron Man match between Nick Gage and Joey Ryan? No. <laughs> yeah, hey, oh, I love you motherfuckers. I just worked for two and a half minutes and got choked out because I can't actually work and you idiots still cheer me. Awful. So they gave Killer Cross a microphone. Nick Gage just walked off camera. Ryan's selling the ankle pretty good behind there after falling. What is happening? Is he saying anything of value? He just said, all right, you know, I love this thing more than anybody else does. Nick Gage is a man. 
He's going to ask the question to the audience. Is he calling out somebody from the back? He's calling out Batista. be a fun surprise though if you have Batista why you know you have Drax the Destroyer you advertise that shit you don't bring him out as a surprise yeah they're not going to he's not there because Batista you know he's retired so he said I don't believe he doesn't love this business anymore I think he does and so I'm respectfully calling him out because I think he belongs here so is this sort of a setup for maybe the next show you know, I guess maybe they've been talking to him back uh, behind the scenes. You think? Uh, I would guarantee you they have not been talking to him. I think this is how they started. Uh, hey, you were mentioned. You were mentioned at some sh- at some show at the showboat in in uh, New Jersey. Mer? When you're done, pretty making- much. Like- when you're done making Marvel movies that are successes and Fox movies that bomb, you might want to consider this blood sport thing. Yeah, I was very disappointed I didn't get to see that Driver movie. <laughs> well, Stuber, op- was that? Yeah, Stuber. Well, you have an opportunity to take a small child to go see My Spy when it comes out next January. I will see that. My When when they were showing trailers for it before it got delayed a whole year, my daughter was very much into that movie. She thought it looked great. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Stuber. I feel like it was distribution. <laughs> All right, well, after that moronic interlude, it was disappointing. It, it, look, either don't book Nick Gage because you're trying to do a, you know, a work shoot series of matches, or book Nick Gage, but then do what Nick Gage does. Keep that idiot off of these shows. I don't disagree with you. Well, Mark... We have arrived at the main event of the evening. Oh boy, here we go. The official after party is at Surf Bar. I won't be there. Mostly because I'm not in the area. And I had hopes. (laughs) My goal is to be there... uh, Assuming they have one of these next summer in Boston. So I don't think I'll be at the. Uh, uh, no, that's not true. I probably will. I probably will be at Boston. Well, at the moment, we're trying to plan a trip to Atlanta because uh, Fallout Boy, Green Day, and Weezer are all playing together. Looks like they're doing stadium shows. So they're playing. Awesome. Just off uh, the Brave Stadium in Atlanta in August of next year, and you'd go to that show. Why? Uh, wife and kids. I, I don't hear a valid reason. Mm. My son was named after a Weezer song. Funny thing, yeah, that Weezer, happened. Weezer's the only okay band on that lineup. You're not wrong. Um, I was telling a girl I was working with today that 
my son was named after a Weezer song, and she immediately went, he's named Fork and Beans. I had a good laugh at that. And the entrance music is playing. Oh, here we go. For the Dirty Daddy, the Filthy Father. It's funny, in my old mind, I keep hearing Bruce Dickinson, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, that's the singer from Iron Maiden. Also the producer of Blue Oyster Cult. Really? That I did not know. Not the same Bruce Dickinson, mind you. Uh, there he is, Chris Dickinson, who they did a little featurette on before the show tonight. Very, very cool little interlude there they did. Um, and yeah, I'm hyped for this. And yes, I am going to be a little biased. But you root for a guy for a long time. To see him finally get his break, you're going to be a little biased. Yeah, I think this. I'm in agreement with you. I think this is a step up from having uh, from having John Moxley available or unavailable, as the case may be. Yeah, because he's terrible. Chris Dickinson, sort of evoking the image of uh, Don the Rock Morocco with that shirt. No, he's sort of evoking the image of Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China. Okay, that too. Come on, Mark. Step your game up. Sorry, Pat. And to the surprise of none, as the death metal plays, <laughs> the War Master begins to make his move. Uh, so there he is. Josh Barnett. Former UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Former king of Pancrase. Former Inoki Genome Federation heavyweight champion. Do you remember how far he got in the strike? He got to the finals, didn't he, in the Strike Force uh, heavyweight Grand Prix? It was, Final, it was finalist and... of the heavyweight Strike Force Grand Prix, losing to Daniel Cormier. Who is obviously no slouch. No shame in losing to Cormier. Nope. Has the most wins, I believe, of any heavyweight by way of arm triangle. Fought in affliction when that was a thing. Yes, he did. Also killed the promotion. <laughs> All right, we're getting our fighter introductions here. So his last match with uh, Suzuki, who you hold a win over, that uh, devolved into chairs being thrown and all sorts of uh, Donnie, Donnie Brooks and Ballyhoo. Well, yeah, he didn't win that. That went to a draw. Suzuki, who just showed up on the Royal Quest card, shaking his fist at uh, Okada. Yes, he did, but they, they had a great match, so. Yes. Look, look at Josh, and, and I'll put this into, like, having stood next to the man and close up to him, Josh Barnett is intimidating as all hell. Yeah. Good big dude. That, that's a scary guy up close. And I'm, folks, I'm not intimidated easily. I'm not a small guy. <laughs> so, tail the tape. Age. War is War ageless. War is ageless. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. 
Dickinson going to give away about five inches in height and about 30 pounds to the former King of Pancrase. But this is going to be good. This was the one I was waiting for, and uh, I'm excited. All right, here we go. The bell has rung. The main event is underway. Uh, fire the circle. They've got hands up. See how they start this. I would expect Josh to go with a, a little bit of striking early. Dickinson, maybe a little bit more pro wrestling style. They, they almost look like a, Yep. We got a tra trade of kicks from both gentlemen, and then they tie up again. Dickinson, I think... Uh, thought to push Barnett into the corner and realize there are really no corners to push into. They push into a corner, they're going to fall to the floor. Uh, yeah, that, that post is not that big, and you get two good, big, beefy guys in there. It ain't going to hold them up. No. In tight in the clinch, and Barnett quickly with the head transition. Dickinson holding on to his arm, though, not letting him lock up around it. Roll through Dickinson rolls into an attempt at a rear naked choke. Tightly has his back. He's got the body lock on. Barnett doesn't let him clasp the arms and turns into Dickinson's guard. And again, Dickinson does not come from a mixed martial arts background of any kind, uh, but he holds up pretty well in these exchanges. And Barnett raining down an elbow from up top. Dickinson needs to get out of here. You can't have Barnett stay on top of you. No. Barnett has been uh, leaving no space between them, just smothering Dickinson. Dickinson finally reverses position. Now he's in Barnett's guard. I can't tell from this angle if it's full guard or half guard. It, it is half guard. Okay, he's got that forearm pinned to Barnett's throat, and now now he finally moved. Barnett was able to get some separation, and he's got his hand cocked. He slaps him under the arm to try to move him, and now he's got wrist control up top. Barnett looking to separate the arm, but Dickinson with an elbow into the ribs. Good counter. Uh, Barnett tried to sit out. Dickinson really good at moving with him and transitioning with him, although Barnett just a hair faster, and now he's got him in a side headlock. And yeah, Dickinson was looking for a crucifix, and he lost it, and Barnett quickly grabbed his head, and now he's going to separate him a little bit. Boom. Dickinson knees Barnett in the back of the head. Barnett felt that. Just let everything go. Lots of now you got to jump on him, Chris. Jump on him. Get the body shots in. Dickinson goes for a guillotine. Sits back down on it. Barnett's in trouble. I'd like to see Dickinson try to flat Barnett out. Maybe stick those knees in there. Try to take Barnett's legs out from under him. He's going to keep that guillotine. And he got the lack of MMA experience. He, he's got a hold of Barnett's leg with a grapevine, and Barnett's able to scoot his head out now. 
he should have pushed off the legs a little bit more to flatten him out and get a body triangle on him. Well, you see that lack of MMA experience really showing up here. You know, it's you can't Barnett stress the importance of flattening out your opponent. Yeah, he's Bar Barnett's taking control now. Dickinson content to just punch his way out. Barnett's take. Oh, this is not going well for Barnett. He's taking a beating. Lots of strikes to the back of the head. Not legal in MMA, but apparently perfectly legal in blood sport. Oh, it's legal and it's fantastic. I have been punched in the back of the head. It's not pleasant. No, it's not. It's not agreeable. Dickinson transitioning to full mount. Open hand slap. And now he's trying to isolate the arm, maybe going for an Americana here. Nice hips there on Barnett as he transitions out of that uh, full mount position. Not surprising in the least. Dickinson rolling, trying to fight out of whatever Barnett may be trying to go for here, maybe an ankle lock. Dickinson with a toe hold. Barnett might have just caught a heel in the face. And he, he definitely caught one in the face. And there's a knee on the way up. Barnett tries to muscle Dickinson up, but collapses under the weight. And now Dickinson's trying for a guillotine again. He's in a good spot. He's got a mounted guillotine. He, he couldn't get his legs locked. Barnett able to roll him and alleviate it. No, Barnett, Barnett's just a long dude. He's so tall. You know, if you don't flatten him out, if you don't make sure your uh, your weight's distributed in, in you know in a way that's more effective, you're going to lose that hold. It's more than just holding on to a head and neck. Barnett's got a moment here to catch his breath, and now he's working some strikes in from the top position. Dickinson kind of wisely burrowed into him right there to to stop some of that, and he's actually going for a double wrist lock on Barnett. And he had it for a second. And now I've got Jonas in a rear naked choke. Do you submit? <laughs> Taps that immediately. Now tell your kid to stop being a pussy. I had to go to the bathroom. He might have put up a little more of a fight. You don't tap out the chokes. You just go. <laughs> All right, back to the fight here. Barnett, uh, top position. Oh, this is not good for Dickinson. He is in... F Barnett's got full mount. He is ground and pounding on Dickinson. It's all Donkey Kong all the time. The Donkey Kong. That's right, Jonas. Got to fight out of here. He can't stay in this position. Barnett looking for the armbar. Dickinson is locking the arms, not allowing him to separate. Don't be surprised to see Barnett try to kick off the arm. Dickinson can tend to try to punch his way out of this, but that's not tremendously effective. <laughs> I give him an A for effort, though. Uh, Dickinson's able to get his arm free in reverse position. But they're too close they to the edge. They are teetering. Yeah. The ref uh, 
Good eye on the ref to break them up and stand them up. Dickinson and Brunette are both blown up now. They're both sucking wind. This has been very physical. And you, you'll be surprised how hard it is to go at that pace consistently without rounds breaking it up. That was a nice kick from Dickinson. Spinning back kick. But Barnett, he goes right down. Yeah, Barnett just shrugged it off and came forward and took Dickinson down. And now he's in position. Barnett going to go for one of his favorite holes, the double wrist lock. He's got a head scissors on, and he looks like he's cranking that more just to try to separate Dickinson from being able to defend his arm. Good transitions from Barnett as he tries to gain a favorable oh. position on the head. Scores the big knee, and now he, he's going for his favorite, the arm triangle. This has put out Sergei Karatanov. This has put out a lot of guys at the top. Dickinson escapes. Yeah, he had a good flurry there, but uh, Barnett always one step ahead of the game here. Big suplex from Josh Barnett. Look at that, had wrist control all the way throughout. Chicken wing the arm and took him right over. Heavy breathing happening. Trying to pin the arm across in a gift wrap. You know, we talked earlier about Josh Barnett uh, signing with Bellator. If he's seriously going to take a fight in Bellator, he, he needs to do some road work, work on his cardio. Yeah, Bar Barnett's known for a lot of things. His stamina and conditioning is not one of them. <laughs> and in his in his 40s, it's not likely to get any better. Yeah. You look at him. Dickinson tried to roll through. Barnett immediately took the back. If you can uh, find a copy of the Aris Landy Lara fight that was on PBC on Fox... Never mind that fight. The undercard heavyweight fight where the guy's shorts kept falling down. Worth a look. It's a lot of fun. I've already seen Charmbe Mitchell get pantsed in a fight. <laughs> he was fighting Bazooka Lamone, and Lamone pantsed him. <laughs> oh, Chris Dickinson fighting back. Just... The dirty daddy not one to go down without a fight. Turns into guard and just rains down whatever he can. Yeah, this is like this is like old school, like pre Zuffa UFC here. Just, just ground and pound from the guard. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, good stuff. Oh, he caught him right on the ear. Now there goes the war master, raining down elbows on Chris Dickinson. Oh, and one to the side, right in the kidneys. This is getting vicious. Oh, left hand right into the kidney. Again, double wrist lock. Looking for it. Dickinson taking some deep breaths as Barnett switches to the knee bar. You can see the pain in Dickinson's face. If Dickinson's trying to fight out of this with his... Uh... His left his, foot. His wild kidney punch and now trying to kick the, the grip. But Barnett's turning away from it, making, making it very hard. But he also lost his grip on the hold. 
Dickinson working into the midsection. Judo throw over. Dickinson stood up for a moment. Josh Barnett chucked him right back down again. Oh, Dickinson reverses, gets a head scissors on Josh Barnett. Yeah, he kept his forearm there to stop the potential of an arm triangle. Well scouted. Yeah, he, see, I don't understand what he's doing now because he had Josh Burnett in that head scissors. He was able to pound on him, and then he just stood up and let him go. And he kicked a field goal between his ribs. He did. I think that's what he wants. He I wants get, to hold the place. Oh, knee right into the ribs. I guess he figured, well, I'm not going to outgrapple this guy, so whatevs. That's probably the right idea. Keeping his weight on. Can Barnett mount? mount? Oh, look at Barnett. So strong. So strong. Picked up that double leg. Uh, another kick and right to up the top. back of the head. Barnett doesn't watch himself. He's going to get kicked right into a concussion. He's had some knockout losses. And Dickinson not letting up on trying to go for those kicks. But if Barnett, he's, he's got to work on breaking that grip. Right, Bar Barnett trying to get out of kicking range. Switches to a, a rear naked choke attempt. Can't tell if it's... No, nah, it's not under the chin. Dickinson's fighting it. Barnett does not have his body sewn up. Now he's got a leg grapevine. Dickinson pulls the grip down, and now there's a lot of hand fighting happening. And Dickinson gets top position. He likes that kidney punch, Dickinson does. It's a dirty tactic, and it works well. I say keep going for it. They let you do it, do it. Yeah. Oh, this isn't looking good for Barnett now. He's having to cover up. He's going. He almost went fetal there for a second, but oh, he's able to just throw Chris off of him, and now he's in charge. He's ground and pounding. This is the biggest fight in terms of the size of the of the competitors we've seen, and they've hit some strong shots to each other. And yeah. there he goes into the knee. Dickinson is just holding on for dear life. He, I don't think he really knows what else to do at this point. It's He's at such a disadvantage when it comes to scientific grappling. But he went for an arm bar. Oh, God bless him for trying. Yeah, he just kind of grabs a hold. He's At this point, he's just sort of grabbing a hold of something and not letting it go and hoping it turns into something. Yeah, Barnett actually turned it into an omoplata to try to roll out, and he just jumped on top and hit him with a forearm as soon as he could. Now Barnett, believe it or not, he is where he wants to be. He's in a tight grappling situation where he's got some control with an opponent who is tired and not on his level in terms of grappling, and that's how Barnett gets him off of him. You can see these guys are tired. Yeah, Dickinson's getting frustrated. Barnett pulling the wrist tape off. 
And it's like, now we're ready to fight. Barnett's got those educated feet. Lays in a few kicks. Dickinson checking them as best he can and trying to throw some right hands. Oh! Down goes Barnett. Now we'll see if he can press the advantage. Oh, from the seated position. Gut wrench. Belly to back. Suplex. And Dickinson's like nuts to this grappling shit. I, I am so impressed that he was able to do that. That he had that strength in his reserves after what we've seen these guys do to each other. There's some open hand slapping going on here. And both men are seeing stars. Oh. Shot to the ear from Barnett to Dickinson. Gut wrench power bomb from Barnett. And now he's just laying in knees to the head. And a kick to the face, and we are done. Yeah. D U N, done via head kick. Right into the jaw. Outstanding. And that's Bloodsport 2, ladies and gentlemen. That was a fight. That was. I, I do enjoy these Bloodsport cards. You know, they are uh, so, they are up there with some of the best wrestling we've seen this year. I mean, it was no Walter Tyler Bates, but still some of the best wrestling I've seen all year. And the absolute worst. We're not going to talk about that. Let's forget that happened. You, it's, a, it's a hallucination. Mark, women aren't good at things. It just happens. They're not good at this, that's for certain. Yeah, they can have babies like champs. They can. Boy, if they, they can look... clean a mean kitchen or make a, you know, a um, great meal. I disagree with both of those things. I've seen men clean and cook better. So they can't do anything is what you're saying? They can have babies. They're okay. re they really good at having babies. You know what they're also really good? Sending naked boob pics. That's true. On Twitter or Instagram or whatever social media you like. I, yes, haven't, seen, I haven't seen a guy send a good naked boob pic ever. There are guys who can, I'm sure. Simon Grimm was on this card. He's got boobs. They don't look nearly as good as girl boobs. That's true. In most cases. But what we did see was that they can't work realistic fight styles, and they're not good at it. To whoever's booking Game Changer Wrestling, and specifically these blood sport cards, please no more women. The Dirty Daddy has the microphone. Or if you're going to put women on these things, put your Shayna Baszler types, not your whoever the hell those other two women were types. I mean, Ronda Rousey's too big for this sort of thing, but I would imagine there are other women who uh, aren't doing well in MMA and can transition into wrestling. This would be a good platform for them. It would. All right. You keep watching. If something interesting happens, let me know. But I think we're going to start to get out of here. Uh, folks, if you've enjoyed our coverage here of Bloodsport, we might be doing some coverage for Tyson Fury versus Otto Wallen, which is uh, coming up also tonight. One you of, might. I won't do that. For, for one of boxing's 97 heavyweight titles. Uh, check out Onslaught Month all month long. Uh, we've got Onslaught 1 and 2 in the can. We've got Onslaught 3 and 4 coming up this week and next. We'll have some coverage of WWE Clash of the Champions and possibly AAA invading MSG. We've got some Dark Crystal shows lined up. 
Uh, myself and Winfrey will be reviewing the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, and then myself and Sean will be reviewing uh, the original Dark Crystal from the 80s. Metal Hammer of Doom reviews Tarja in the Raw. Uh, last week, we reviewed It Chapter 2. I did not conjure up a hurricane to get out of it. We reviewed Kill Switch Engage Atonement. And myself and Alexis Haina from Honeysuckle Rose Creations, Pat, cover your ears, uh, reviewed She-Ra Season 3. We, uh, again, if you like this sort of thing, we reviewed, we did a watch along for two, for UFC 242, Khabib versus Poirier. That was a lot of fun. We had a pair of Legion shows. We did the comic and then we did the TV show. Uh, we reviewed a bunch of wrestling, New Japan, Royal Quest, NXT UK Cardiff, and AEW All Out. We also reviewed Hannibal Season 3. Uh, coming up, Towards the end of September, we've got Rambo, Last Blood, Corn, The Nothing, Disenchantment Season 3. We've got a pair of Gotham by Gaslight shows. Hell yeah, welcome home. Pat's going to be back on again for BH90210. And uh, that's it. That's the month of September. We'll kick off October with a bunch of Joker-related stuff in favor of the new movie that's coming out. Pat, are you ever going to be doing another Casual Heroes again? Or uh, are you you guys going to kidnap Jed, strap him to a chair, make him podcast? What's the plan here? Well, Gavin doesn't record without Jed, so, you know, it's probably not going to happen because Jed's busy having fun and a life. Yeah, I understand how that works. Uh, I don't think you do. (laughs) So we'll have to figure out when when we can hornswoggle you into yet another one of these watch-alongs. We'll talk offline about it. I know you, quote-unquote, don't watch boxing anymore, though, but if I beg and plead enough, I can usually find something you'll tolerate, so that's good. Yeah, not looking likely in the future. <laughs> okay then. Uh we might have Pat on to talk Clash of the Champions though. So uh if you're missing him, that's where you might see him. And the aforementioned BH nine oh two one oh. Anything else you want to plug real quick, Pat? No. All right. Well folks, thank you for joining us, Pat. Thank you for hanging out with me tonight for this uh GCW Josh Barnett's Bloodsport two. Be well, be safe, and behave.